Somebody's, anybody's, the sum of all bodies equating to everybody. Your MC, Master of Community, Philly Shira. Expressive language is used. Listener's discretion is advised. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? New listeners, what's up? OG listeners, what's up? I guess I could say that because we're four episodes in now. And over the past weekend, uh, after episode three, we reached 100 listens over three episodes, which is a big freaking deal to me. It made me so happy. It means you guys are listening, um, at least to some extent, which it means the world to me. So thank you. And welcome to Somebody Do Something, episode four, the system series. Uh, I'm going to do parts one and two in the same episode. So this is going to be a little longer of a show today, uh, this week. I'm having a conversation with a dear friend of mine. He and his dad own Classic Concrete Inc. in South Florida. So hit them up for an excellent curb, patio, driveway, or sidewalk job. Uh, Throwing that out there now. (laughs) Usually I do this at the end of the episode, but, you know, gotta support. He also runs a sports column style website, which is like, I don't know, that's just my way of explaining it, but please go check it out. It's called Based in Fact online at basedinfact.com and on ig at based in fact anyway this wonderful human i'm talking about he goes by the name of jared jennings he's a dope human yeah we get into it we're both very passionate i love talking to him we have these conversations on a regular basis just because out of our own passion and knowing that each other uh we support each other's views and, and things of that nature so we decided to share with you. Without further ado, episode four, the system series, Jarrett Jennings. Roll it, roll it, roll it, roll it. Okay, let's get into it. Let's see what I have. All right, so first of all, you want to start with how you feel about today? You want to tell the people what happened today? Well, uh, we've been saying for, what has it been, like six months now, uh, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. And today was the day that the grand jury was supposed to announce the charges for said officers, and that didn't happen. And I want to say, of course, because I really didn't anticipate any justice being done. Uh, At the point that they gave Brown and Taylor's family $12 million, I felt like they chalked that up to, uh, like, a W in the... the, in the eyes of justice to her, to her family. And as far as the cops go, I mean, a firing is what, a slap on the wrist. And I don't I don't believe two of the cops got fired. I think only one did. And he's facing three counts unrelated to her death. And that is why a state of emergency was declared over the weekend because they knew that this was coming and that it was not going to be favorable to the people who have been calling for months now for justice for Breonna Taylor, who committed the crime of sleeping in her bed, in her apartment, 
and you know was awoken and killed by police officers who who did not announce their presence although today i read that the da said that they that that wasn't true that they hadn't served a no-knock warrant even though that's what they've been feeding us this whole time that they did announce their presence and even still even if they had it doesn't make any sense she was not a criminal she she was not committing a crime and and to to enter someone's home you know with your guns out and start shooting people and to enter the wrong home that's on you that's on the police officers they took an innocent life and uh it's totally and completely their fault and you know all i can hope for now is that every day Every day they wake up, the first thing they think about is Breonna Taylor and that they they killed an innocent woman. And every night before they go to bed, Breonna Taylor, they killed an innocent woman. I know that that won't be the case. I know that they're going to try to forget about it, but I hope it haunts them for the rest of their lives. Well, all right, let's let's unpack this, okay? Uh, Because a lot of people you know, obviously hope for the best, expected, and almost assume the worst, right? But at the very, at the very basic level, let's, we're going to break this down all the way to the root of it, um, because I think it's something that we are not collectively understanding about this system and how it works and how you proceed to instill actual change. So, Police are required to enforce vague and immoral laws, but really they instigate and escalate most situations, right? Like Malcolm X uh, pointed out, more police and more crime, how is that possible? How is that possible? You put police in our cities to lower the crime rates and yet they have remained the same or somehow got higher? How is that possible? Um, we know that law enforcement, especially since the 80s, as a result of the drug laws and the crack epidemic, etc., they focused on black and brown communities, period. Because there is a fact, a known fact, that white and black and brown people do drugs at this very same rate. Everybody does drugs. But right. why, why do they get caught? Because the police don't ever leave them alone. And they get caught for everything. Whether it's a dime bag, which is like $20 worth, or whether it's $40 worth, or whether it's $100 worth. Whether they wanted to smoke it for leisure, or whether they had intent to sell. They get arrested, no questions asked, and put through the system as a felon. At the end of the day, uh, they try their very best. Even the bail, like the bail system, the fact that prisons are privatized, the fact that prisons are free labor, like all of it is fucked. But at the very root... Yeah. We understand how they got there. Um, and so this is what I'm, what I'm about to say is exactly why police are getting away with things and we can't figure out why the fuck it just can't make sense. Um, police unions, which are, my notes say, the law enforcement lobby is the second or third strongest in the country. So when I say police unions, it is almost synonymous with law enforcement lobby because it's the same community and they're massive strong means economic and population numbers and money so that is what makes them powerful they continuously support the uh qualified immunity doctrine and qualified immunity needs to be something that every person 
protesting for Breonna Taylor, um, demanding change. It's something that we all need to be speaking about. It's something that we need to be tweeting about. It's something that needs to be said damn near every day, trending as much as everything else, because um, police unions fight to apply this doctrine, which basically says they're able to apply deadly force with little to no accountability. Um, Citizens are held to extreme levels of accountability, which we see uh, in our communities. But because of this doctrine, we can't hold police to that same accountability standard. So already the, the playing field is not even. They have a loophole that we cannot get around. Qualified immunity. Um, yep. In addition to like things like intentional racial profiling, uh, which is a crime as a police officer. How many people know that? How many people right. getting racially profiled know that intentional racial profiling is, is a crime as a police officer? There are ways to get through that. Honestly, all this information is coming from uh, Phoebe Robinson's podcast, uh, the Qualified Immunity episode. She had two lawyers speaking, but the, the podcast is called Black Frazier. Um, literally, I just took notes as I was listening and like did further research. But let me go back to the fact where I said the law enforcement lobby is the second or third strongest in the country. And their number one interest is to keep qualified immunity doctrine a lot so think about the politicians that they have in their pockets think about the hundreds of professional athletes and politicians on the other side who have been applying pressure to get rid of qi and that's why we need to help them apply more pressure we need to apply economic pressure who are the companies and and politicians actually supporting police lobbies and on a local level on a federal level like, this is shit we need to understand, especially as we're about to choose and potentially replace over 400 people of the House of Representatives. They're, all of their seats are up for election on November 3rd. Right. All of them. Every single one. All of them. Right. And so that's why, yeah, I, I'm speaking to the people who are saying they're not going to vote for a president. You're not just voting for the president. You're not just voting for the president. In Florida, no. this year... We passed a law to allow felons to vote in Florida. (laughs) Okay. We did that. By voting. By voting the correct people in office. I'm in contact with my congresswoman in my district right now because I've been signing these petitions and backing these letters. And she actually had, she's an Asian woman. She had a very detailed email to give me with actual dates and things to follow up on versus emails from fucking Rick Scott, which basically give you the runaround and basically don't answer any right. anything. Right. Rick, Rick, Rick Squat. Rick Squat's re, uh, yeah, week in review. That's, <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate his emails, but I have to read them because I live here. Yeah, you have to be, that's something my dad has always told me, you have to be informed, you have to understand what's happening around you, and and historically I've gone, gosh, I just don't want to be informed, you know, there are some things like, like you hear the same things over and over and over again, and you're like, how many times do I have to hear this, you know, it's gotten for the first time, I understand. That's literally why I'm not on the internet right now, because everyone's upset about the Breonna Taylor thing, but to no avail. All I see is complaining, even from, like, celebrities. I'm like, you guys have this information. Why aren't you swaying people in the right direction? Nobody is saying qualified immunity. Um, One of the guys said this, if all you have is a fork, start scraping. 
imagine yeah. that's everybody on Twitter complaining. That we're not scraping with the fork. We're just fucking binge eating our feelings away and we're just gonna end up <laughs> overweight and confused at the end, like metaphorically. Right. Like we have to alchemize our anger into action. We have to actually be like, you know what, man, what the fuck? Why why? Start asking why. Like how is it possible that they're getting away with this? And I'm giving you all the answers right here. Qualified immunity, right. period. We have to help apply pressure about qualified immunity. Tweet it, hashtag it, talk about it. I do it. And that's something, like, we, damn near and that's something we all can do. That's something we all can do. And you, you If they feel the pressure, on... sorry, of most of America, no, go ahead. they're not going, they can't keep this. An example is the Montgomery bus boycott. Uh, the incident of Rosa Park getting arrested leading to over a year of, of black people in, in, in that city boycotting the bus system until they got what they needed. And they did. Right. Because money, when you fuck with money, it works. It works. That's and that's why I'm thing, trying that's to That's the only thing some people hear. That's why it's, it is the only thing. Americans, it is the only thing we hear. If it right. ain't about the money, like, that's a song. <laughs> right. And most people live by it. So... How is it that we don't think twice about when we spend our dollar? And this was a, a, a episode of the past, but I'm just like reiterating that fact of like economic power is everything. And I think we take it for granted every day. But as soon as we organize as a community of people who support human rights, whether it's black lives, whether it's brown lives, our immigrant people are have been in cages um, have been ripped from their families, have been having trouble reintegrating into their families, have been, right. I don't even know if reintegrate is a word, but it is right now. Uh, 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 Hispanic women in Georgia actually underwent unknowingly hysterectomies um, from a, 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 a immigrant doctor. And it's crazy as fuck. It's crazy as fuck because it really be your own people. It be your own people yeah. and he wasn't hispanic no but he was an immigrant like i can't really pronounce his name but yeah when you think about america having five percent of the total world population and 25 of our people are incarcerated at a rate that's four or five times higher than other countries we have the most prisoners what? in the whole world in this country it's a monetized prison system. How do you monetize putting people? They in monetize like everything, that? but no, it's they very do. easy. Cause Jared, they did it to start this country. This country That's... was built on free labor of black and brown people right. specifically. They know how to do it. They redid it, like and, the Thirteenth Amendment. Working in the construction industry, you see that same thing. You that people, you know, you give them a price to do a job, and that's the price to do it. Uh, and, and they're like, oh, no, I don't want to pay that. You know, that's too expensive. I just want a perfect job done for the cheapest possible price. You know, and you, it's, it's just everybody's about the dollar. You, the, the only way that you get people to listen is by messing with their dollar. And then they're like, oh, wait, okay, like, I don't want, you know, I don't want that to be messed up. Yeah. I don't want to lose money. The last you know? time I was at my boxing gym, I had yeah. to spar against this guy. Now, I'm a 5'2". I weighed in at 166 this morning. Uh, 
pretty stocky. I, I'd say I'm like athletic, but still, this guy was at least six one, at least, and maybe three hundred thirty five pounds, something around there. Like he's a massive guy. So every time Solid. I spar with him, I'm scared to hit him because I don't want him to hit me back. <laughs> he told me before we had to start, right before the bell went off, imagine I just took all your money and you have to fight me to get it back. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Even though it was hypothetical, I just snapped into something that was so primal, so... Don't Hell, you mess with my money. You got me fucked up. <laughs> like, straight up. Um, and at the uh, end, he was like, you got your money back. But I also took heavy hits from him, which is why I didn't want to hit him in the first place. But I guess I'm right. stronger for it. <laughs> Whatever. But that's yeah, what that reminded me of when you said that. Yeah, you go you go toe-to-toe with people that are, that are bigger than you. And you, you might not win, but if you... If you can come out of there feeling good about yourself, that's that's a victory in itself. Mm. And that's what you know. And that to a, to a bigger extent, you know, we might not win. You know, we there's a there's a good chance actually that we we don't win. Don't win. But what? what are you talking? Are about? you going? It, it, it just it, anything <laughs> politically. Oh, that's you know, being black uh, in America, so, Jay. Socially. You know, I, I, you know, there's a there's a good chance that you can give every inch of your effort and not win. But are you just gonna lay down and go? I don't. This guy is, you know, 335 pounds and he's six eight. I'm not gonna fight him. I don't care if he took my money. No, you're gonna fight. I'm gonna chop that man down like a tree. <laughs> right, right, and that's what people have to understand. You know, it's it's not. It's not so much about the outcome, but an outcome can be reached if if you put in all that effort. If everybody's giving a hundred percent, if this whole country, if we all came together and worked towards getting health care, towards getting equal rights, then things would happen. But we're fighting against our own representation. We're playing a is, game we don't even understand. Right. Simply. And, and we're trying to win, but we don't even know what winning is. You can't... Exactly. 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 Right. Like, what the fuck? No, we have to figure out how to play. And we don't have long to do it before, like, everything gets rewritten and, and weird. And, like, we have a, a very unique opportunity to rewrite the social contract. We have a very unique opportunity to address every disparity that's what covid has presented to us if we if we want to create a silver lining out of this horrible 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 situation it has to be that it has to be i hate to say joe biden stuff but build back better like i can't stop thinking about that phrase because that's exactly what we need to fucking do and great line and and yeah (laughs) shout out to his strategist Yeah, right. Um, For one thing, at least. Yeah, right. Um, So, we have this unique opportunity. Healthcare is up for grabs. Um, um, Everything but food. Education is up for grabs. How we view the work week. How our economy runs as a country. What our GDP actually is. Like, when 
no one was working the stock market was doing well how is that possible what do you mean people aren't generating money what is that even going to mean for like the tax season two years from now is going to be hella hella interesting (laughs) right we're looking at a completely different america on every fucking level so we need to like grab this like imagine like finding a horse in the wild you're tired of walking that's the only way you're going to get to your destination. It's a wild horse. Right. You don't know each other. How are you going to tame this bitch to get to where you need to go? That's what we need to figure out right now. Because we're right. on, like, men in black style, like a giant fucking snake with no eyeballs and a huge mouth and all these things. And we're like, oh, my God. But we need to figure out how to wrangle this motherfucker. <laughs> like, we're, come on. we're in the driver's seat with no driving experience on I-4. Oh, no. <laughs> For all our listeners outside of Florida, uh, I-4 is an interstate in Orlando, Florida, which has been under construction since the dawn of time, and it is basically like a death trap. I purposely travel, like, I don't have, like, when I put uh, my GPS on, my tolls, uh, toll roads and highways are off. I'd rather take local roads all the way there. Obviously, like, driving to my mom down south, like, I bite the bullet, but I still don't take I-4. <laughs> right, right. It's full of, it's both under construction and full of tourists, which is a recipe for disaster. It's, like, deathly construction, though, to the point where, like, if you're actually a tourist and you don't know where you're going, you're gonna be like all fucked up because like the lines on the ground are not consistent like they run into each other because it's under construction like they're rerouting it and it's just really confusing i would never drive on it at night or in the rain and in florida it could just be raining and 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 you didn't even expect it nobody did it just starts fucking raining this is the proverbial road that we have to take to, to accomplish some of these goals. You know, it's not easy. Um, and it, and it really, as much as the president affects our, you know, the, the big strokes of our lives, the healthcare system, the, the economy, um, our military, our budget, as much as they affect those things, it's what happens at the local, local level that really gets stuff done. And that's why you see a lot of people on, on Twitter and stuff. You Wait, know, say it one more time. Take local. <laughs> local. Local elections. Local, Every, local, in two local, years, local. we have to show back up. <laughs> Not in four, but we in two. For some people. Informed. Yeah, man. Get informed. Uh, you know, so many people, you know, you see on Twitter that are that take, like, these obscure things and go, oh, what do you do in this situation? And they quote it and go, vote, you know, like a joke. But it's true. If you vote for the right representation at the local level, things look a lot differently. The sheriff's office, the judges, you know, you have so many different, uh, uh, the city council, which I'm, I'm actually volunteering my time to uh, campaign for a local city council. Shout out. Uh, he, you know, the, what's his name? The major, his name is Ernst Dumernay, and he's running for a uh, Sunrise City Council CD. 
and he he has a lot. Uh, we had a conversation. He came to my house. I, I talked to his wife. Uh, she seemed really nice. She seemed really cool. His his political beliefs aligned with mine, but he's running as a nonpartisan candidate because you know you, you don't need to be partisan on a city council. You don't need to be Republican or Democrat. You can just be a person who has certain values that run a lot. You know, your, your values might lean liberal. Your values might lean conservative. But you can you can run a campaign. We're so and, used and to be, labeling everything as a fucking country. We need to back away from right. that. Right. We do. <laughs> we do. Absolutely. Because things can get done so much easier. as, as If you go in unbiased. That's what not lame. That's what... Yeah, common sense, but that's what not labeling does, and not to keep cutting you off, but we're both very passionate. It might sound right. like I'm being rude, but I love you. No, um, no, no. <laughs> that's I crazy. Um, oh, local. Yes. So, showing up, yes, but also, yo, anybody can run. Trayvon Martin's mother ran for board of uh, commissioners in the city or the county of Dade and lost by a very small margin even just helping them like advocate for her like dude you guys were you know protesting just two months ago but you won't show up to vote for someone who could potentially change you know what you're protesting like i'm very confused on that um and no maybe all of like people could go protest and then everyone staying home to do all the other work but I don't know, man. I'm not trying to show people how to show up because I personally didn't didn't protest. Um, personally, COVID has given me anxiety on a level that's made me <laughs> not want to see anybody. So I've actually right. actually not going anywhere. Um, and when I do go places, I don't stay. Like I'm picking up take up takeout from this bar, and I'm heading straight out the door. I came and getting back in my car, hand sanitizer, like. The whole nine, like I, I am high risk. Everyone I know is high risk. Yeah, I, 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 I take this shit seriously, especially with the tear gas. I heard a a girl with asthma passed away from inhaling too much tear gas. Like I have Uh, asthma. That 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 is what makes me high risk for COVID, and that's the first thing I thought about when people told me oh or invited me rather to come out and protest i'm like uh i'm protesting in other ways and the ways that i choose to protest is economically i don't eat many fast food places i literally actually i pretty much don't eat anything chick-fil-a don't get my money taco bell don't get my money mcdonald's don't get my money not i don't i wouldn't even buy it for another person i'd rather just make them food because it's not even real and when, like, my, my sister makes amazing crunch wraps, homemade. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, I, I would never. Those, those are, in fact, my favorite. That's the only thing I would ever get from a Taco Bell. And I would never have to get yeah. it because my sister knows how to make them. Gotta get her to teach oh, me. But, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, we gotta love ourselves. Stop eating trash. Like, everybody on of our peers, everybody of our peers, some of our peers on Twitter have been going crazy about this Travis Scott McDonald's meal. And yeah. I tweeted, bro, Mac himself could come from the dead promoting Big Macs and I still would not eat McDonald's. 
Like, it could be right, free and the last thing to eat on Earth. You're going to be upset at me, you're going to be upset at me, but I did have one yesterday because I was forced to go to McDonald's because I go where my dad wants to go for lunch. No. Um, usually, usually we go to Pollo. <laughs> I tried to try what Scott me out because I figured, you know, why, why not at the point that I have to go? I yeah. might as well try it. Um, it. It didn't blow me out of the water. It was a McDonald's meal. Um... With and, his name and, on yeah, it, that's it, it. You already knew what it tasted like. Right, right, <laughs> right. It was for it was it was to say I did it more than anything. You know? No. Uh, but but yeah, it you know. It, I might edit tough, that it's out. Tough, it's tough, it's tough, it's just, hey, that's fine. That's that's very fine. I I I you know I applaud the people who can refrain from uh, fast food. Unfortunately. Uh, working out in the sun all day. Um, when you get It'd just home, be like anything, everything, plan. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I it's like, it. I'm I'm just like you know, we can just go grab something. I will always tease people about eating McDonald's and smoking cigarettes. I, I, I will always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even, though, even though we have our own vices, you know. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. so there are certain <laughs> ones that, that seem to... Uh, seem to be worse than others bro cigarettes should not even be a thing anymore i'm still like yo how they're so gross so um but but getting back to um i think we should circle back to the um oh my god it's still on her thing (laughs) can you still hear me yep okay all right we're good now okay that was honestly like the smoothest transition. Like, it, it was a, a, a little more difficult on this one, but I'm glad that I'm glad that it came out first. <laughs> um, so getting back to uh, elections and and voting. Lord um, mercy. <laughs> we have to. We have. You have to go to go to your local newspaper. You know, the, they'll have a, a list of candidates that that are supportive. And that's old school because everything is spelled out for you online. Right, right. Google. It's so simple. I didn't even, like, you you can even, like, Google, like, what district you're in. Like, you don't have to know that off the top of your head. Right. I'll send a text message to people sometimes and and I'll get a a ha back. And ha is my, my least favorite word because... I'm like, uh, 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 to, to text somebody, because it's like, you have an internet, you have internet on your phone, you know, a simple Google search is not that hard, I don't have to spell it out for you, nobody has to spell it out for you, you can use your brain to do a little, you can use your brain and your initiative to do a little research on your own, uh, it's just, it is, it's very frustrating, you know, it's, but, but people so discount the, the local election cycle and, and you know they're so focused on who is at the very top and kind of they don't even matter up. they just get the most exposure right exposure really he, he has the media company he, he he was on you know NBC he, he was on SNL their last like the last week before the election or something like that and and like they're joking around with him this is a guy who announced his pre- presidency on the precedent of of uh, everyone south of the border is a rapist and a terrorist, and we need to build a wall. 
Like, this, this was not a good guy, and it was well known that it wasn't a good guy. He wasn't a good guy before the election, well before the election. And I would still, say, you know, you're, you're making light of, of what are, you know, this is a presidency. This is going to be the leader of the free world, you know, supposedly. Uh, as soon as he became the president it became like not a free world (laughs) oh no not at all because the last four years have just seemed the the last four years should have been the best years of our lives you know we 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 turned we graduated college oh they still were don't you didn't take away my shine even this year like covid happened but on a personal level this is the best year I've had so far. Yeah, business business is booming. Then we're you know we're we're because we're um, we take initiative. We're you know goal oriented people, and and sometimes I lose my head, and and my my first thought is to you, and sometimes I call you, sometimes I don't, I text you, or sometimes I just meditate like you taught me, you know, and I and I calm myself down, and I reel myself in. And, you know, it's, it's hard for me because I'm very passionate about um, different issues, the different issues we talk about, some, some issues that we don't talk about. And, you know, this is another tangent, but, but family, you know, my, my family isn't so receptive to the way I express myself because I express myself at, you know, a loud volume and, and when I'm when I'm really passionate about something I'm talking about. I, I like to be heard. I want you know, sometimes I yell. And, you know, they don't seem to to get that, to get the reasoning behind that, but it's more or less that, you know, I want my opinion heard. And I feel like it, it so rarely was growing up. And now I'm more, you know, I'm, I'm more vocal about the things that I care about. Mm-hmm. And we we saw that, that Chance the Rapper uh, tweet about oh. Oh, oh. Mom, who, they, who she votes for and then you vote that same way. Like, you can't do that. You can't ask a generation that's separated by, I'd say, at minimum 20 years from yours. Uh you know who their where their ideals lay, where their uh, political beliefs lie, because we're seeing it, it was a different world. We live in two different social spaces. I've and, seen so um, many videos recently of countless people arguing with their family members and parents because they don't share the same views and values, especially over the Black Lives Matter thing, over right. COVID mask stuff, over just. Uh, all these things, real oppression and then and then fake oppression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because n- complaining about wearing a mask, that's fake oppression. Uh, fake complaining oppression. about being killed when you've been being killed in this country for over 400 years, that's real oppression. Yes. And there's there's a very, there's not a, there's not a thin line between that. They're very nope. different things. <laughs> They're People two don't subjects. People that. You know, you, you, you definitely see I guarantee, Jerry, I guarantee 
like if I had to put money on it, I would. That the same people claiming that masks are like like mask mandates are oppressive, those same people support this president. Yeah. Yes. Direct I, I'd correlation. Say nine times nine times out of ten. Um, maybe nine and a half. I'd, I'd go as far as to say 10 out of 10 because <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. You, you know, but I will say that, that, um, I've run into some leftist people who are, are more or less like, I'm tired of wearing this mask. I hope you don't mind that I took this mask off. And I'm like, I do, I do mind that because I'm, I'm wearing mine, but I don't, I don't like to, in, you know, I, I don't like to instigate the mask issue because if I'm wearing mine and I'm staying away, I don't really care what you do. You know, you can wear yours, whatever. I, you know, I don't care, but I don't want you telling me what I should do with mine. Because or what you people, should do within six feet of me because, bitch, that's my personal space. Right, <laughs> right. I've, I've, had, I've had clients where I've gone out uh, to look at their, their yard and and they've gone. Oh, you know, you don't need to wear your mask out here. You can do whatever you want to do, but I'm gonna stay safe and I'm gonna wear mine because you like live you with your earlier, family. Have, your parents are like, over the age of fifty. Like you yeah, have other yeah, people I, to I think about. I live with my parents, and I my dad has had a heart attack, and my mom is you know my mom's she's healthy, but who knows? Who knows what's going on? You know. And, and with my brother, he's got asthma, too. It's very dangerous. And, Shout out to Jeff. And until people start taking it seriously, it will never, we will never be rid of it. And it, it, you're just never going to get through to some people, unfortunately. And that's why it's going to, that's why it has stuck around for so long. And that's why it will continue to stick around until, I, I, I you know, I, there's not an until for me. I, I, I believe the the disease continues to depend, uh, the virus continues to, uh, develop and it continues to find ways to attack us and people are done with it. People are over it. And that's, you can't just be over it and say it's over. Cause I feel it's not. Like... Colleges have opened back up. Schools are starting to open back up and got an influx. I think they said 40,000 new cases have been linked to colleges opening back up. And that makes total sense. Cause We've been in college, and a lot of those people just don't care. It's gross. It is a zoo of a it's place. It's frustrating, but you know, it, it's it, if we <clears throat> continue to stay safe and continue to think the way that we do, and continue to fight for for everyone's rights the way that we continue to do that, uh, you know, we can we individually can make our community our you know our our community of people, our community of family, of friends, we can make them better, hopefully, if they're willing to listen to us. Because we're nice people, we're well-regarded, and we have stuff to say. People will typically listen to us, whether they agree with those things or not. Honestly, and that's why I'm trying to make this more informational-based um, than biased, because you can't disagree with facts. And you see a lot of uh, president supporters going like oh that's not true when like it could be proven with like factual evidence right like dismissing facts is is not something that's going on into the future 
taking facts. It's also right out of the conservative playbook and has been for, you know, I, I mean, as far as we've been alive and farther right, back than that. Is it to the point and, where we're all sitting on Twitter reacting out of emotion and off of bias versus just hopping onto the next tab and researching something before we fucking talk about it? Like, it's right. really not that hard. And I keep trying to stress, like, the power of simple consideration. Like, like considering things on a level where it's like, consider things all the time because you consider things on every level like just be more mindful about what you say it disrupts my mental my chi more often than not it used to be be a place where you could vent to nobody you know and now so much of it is is broadcasted yeah oh yeah i mean to, to to millions of people who you know i i feel like i was probably one of the first people on Twitter, and that was when uh, LeBron James was announcing, you know, w- which team he would go to. He he said, "Oh, I, the you know, my first announcement, my announcement to which team I'll be on is going to come on Twitter." And I was really hoping it was the Heat, and it was the Heat. But he did that, you know, that decision thing instead of announcing it on Twitter. And then I was like, "Oh, well, I guess I didn't have to make a Twitter page then." But uh, but since then, it has grown very rapidly and very large and is now, you know, used by every political candidate for every position to uh, speak to the people. So I think it is, I think it's a positive instrument in some ways and a very negative instrument in, in a lot of other ways. I would say the, those ways are exactly the same. What makes it bad is what makes it good. Right. And that's right. why... I, I agree. You have to teach the user how to be better, especially when they're taking our data and using it for uh, a pol- uh, a political campaigns, when they're using it for governmental get- demographics, when they're using it for... They're using it more against us than for us. Okay? Right. But we're giving them out this data with, with, no, with no consideration. Right. Like, there are um, laws you know, you, protecting, you to, like, like you going, have to think about everything you say, because everything you say is being picked up somehow. It's either being picked up by our phones, by our computers, by cameras. Everything you say or do, it, it's it's being captured, you know. And and I don't think enough people fully comprehend that yet. You know, you you see. Like, people, like, I'll, I'll pull out a, an odd example and Aaron Hernandez. The only reason Aaron Hernandez ever went, to pri- ever went to prison was because his security system picked him up in his home with a gun. Had he not had that security system, who knows? He might still be playing football in the NFL. You know, everything you do is recorded on camera. And the things you do in the privacy of your own home, they're private, but they could also not be private. Well, we make those choices to share it. Like you said, he didn't have to have a security system. He did it to his fucking self. Right, but rich guy, you know, making a lot of money, and he, he got caught 
he hoisted by his own batard, you know, he got caught by his own stuff, his own security system, the stuff that was supposed to protect him. That's something to think up, about in prison every day. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I think it was what he thought in prison every day, yeah. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, it's so, there's so many things about this country that that bother me on a daily basis. There are so many things that you just see that are so inherently wrong. They're so just outrageously stupid. And you just go, why? You know, why are you so, why are people so, you know, feel so free to just be so ignorant? Or why do people say the things because they do? Because we're taught to be free to be whatever we want. <laughs> yes, yes. So freedom. people are showing you that freedom. they want to be but ignorant. It's, but it's freedom for the few, you know? It's, it's oh, well, I have the right to say this or say that. But, you know, I don't like when you're saying it. You know, that's either... But that's an American has, privilege because... The way that we experience the internet and social media, other some other countries don't have that same experience. So even to be able to have the freedom to say whatever we want to say is taken for granted, I think, every single day. Because we don't really think about what it's truly like to be censored 100% of the time. Yeah, we can, we can make... The, the, the point I'm trying to make is that there are just some people that you're never going to change. And you just have to accept that you're not ever going to change those few people. But the people that don't see eye to eye with you in, 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 in your daily life, but you speak to, uh, you they know you. And, From and the mailman to your local Starbucks you frequent, to right. peers, friends, coworkers, family. Anybody. If you've developed a relationship with them in any sort of way, and you, you know, you start talking real to them, you know, that's that's past the pleasantries of "Hey, hello, how are you doing?" Uh, and you get into the the dirt, you get into the deepness of conversation. You can you can change minds. You can show people a different perspective. You can get people thinking in a different way. Or thinking about issues differently, and and with that, if if they take that, if they accept that, accept that you you know you've told them this, and then they start thinking about that, maybe that issue comes up somewhere, then they recall, oh, you know, Nashira said this, uh, Jared said that, you know, oh, interesting, you know, I I feel like I I can see things a little clearer now, like I can see a different perspective than the one that I had that's how you really make a difference you show people that that there are two sides to an issue and that the wants and the needs of the people us all they're not that different a lot of people didn't know that the Affordable Care Act was Obamacare a lot of people still don't know that and it's not it, it it's one part ignorance and then it's another part you know that people rely on affordable health care mm-hmm. it's they need it. And and you start saying, well, well, look, Obamacare, as you, you said you hate, is actually the Affordable Care Act, and you benefit from that. 
then they go, oh, wait a second, you know, I don't want to get rid of that. And that's a whole no. thing with labeling. We have a problem in this country. It's what makes us right. hate ourselves. Just right. like you said, I hate Obamacare, but I love the Affordable Care Act. It's the same and motherfucking two thing. Sides of the same coin. It's the same fucking doctrine. Right. With a nickname. It's, yes. And, and that to make you believe has, it's something else. That's literally branding right. in America from race to everything motherfucking else. Credit scores. <laughs> branding. <laughs> you have to recognize everything. it. Everything. At least understand it to a level where you don't let it consume you. You're able to see it in every space that it occupies. And then you, know, I, you stop feeling so uncomfortable you stop feeling so frustrated you learn how to move maneuver around it until you can provide necessary change and i don't think i've ever seen so many people on the same page on twitter everyone's complaining about the brianna taylor thing in an emotional way no one has said qualified immunity but me (laughs) at least in my sphere you you were the only one i've seen that said that I think I retweeted you, but it's important. Everybody should see that. Everybody should be talking about that. Just everyone, like bro, said. everyone is literally saying the same thing. Like, 100% literally. Oh, I, I, yeah. I'm I reading said, the tweets said, back to back. <laughs> literally the same thing. And I'm like, y'all all frustrated yeah. about the same thing. On the same yeah. device that you're using to complain, you can provide solutions. I'm very solution-oriented. So I, I yeah, frankly don't understand. You know, it's the same the same line of thought you know protesting is good you know you hear a lot of a lot of uh, democrats say protesting is good but you have to take it a step further and, and put it into action like like that's the same thing here emotional tweets are good you should be outraged you should be upset but also you should see what needs to be done you should see why these cops are allowed to walk free when when they've committed crime. They have eight weeks of training and are given a gun. That's what separates you and me from being cops. And I'm sorry, but I've never done anything for eight weeks where I've gone, oh man, I'm super qualified to do this forever. <laughs> I've been working with my dad in concrete since I was five years old and I still don't know shit. I mean, I'm pretty good at it, but there are certain things that I come to and I go, oh, I I have no idea how to fix this. I have no idea, you know, how how to make this better. I've been doing it for 20 years and I still don't grasp it fully. So, you know, there's, there's no job in this life that you get two months of training and you're prepared for the rest of your life to do this, to do this duty, to do this this job, and and so you're beyond uh, you're beyond uh, criminality because you had you trained for eight weeks and you were given a weapon. No, you you don't have a right to kill people. You have they're a only right beyond to criminality. You you have a right to protect and serve. Which you, I'm using the general you, as the general you to all cops, some of you have chosen not to do. You've chosen to take problems that you were called to fix and make them worse. We don't solve problems with a bullet. No! 
But that's also why they need to be defunded. First of all, the police budget should not be more than a third of the total city budget. Second of all, when the city has people to provide for. Second of all, the scope of the police needs to be heavily reduced. For example, we need to move more therapists, social behaviorists, um, 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 conflict resolutionists. These type of people who are trained in psychology, sociology, the behavior of people in their minds to deal with certain situations, domestic violence, mediators, to be able, who are professionally trained, to be able to calm down heightened situations. Yeah. We need to create yeah. a more diverse and dynamic uh, 911 line. Whether it's having the whole fucking numbers from 811-711-611. Um, if I have a child with autism, I should be able to call 511 and a social behaviorist comes to my house and, and, and gets my child to calm down, but also trains me how to train my child to calm down. Period. Right. And no, no more killing people for having mental illness. No more killing people sleeping, innocent people sleeping in their own beds. Cops you know? kill everything they don't understand and they don't understand shit. Right. They kill dogs. This is one that really gets me. You see every once in a while a cop walking into a, a, a house and shoot a dog in the yard. What? That scares you? How are you going to react when a person is there? You know, an innocent person. That was an innocent animal at a house that you weren't even called to. That you just killed. Wow. If your first reaction is to reach for your gun, you should not be a police officer. If your first reaction is to kill, you should not be a police officer. That's sad. If you about killing people or animals or anything like that, you have a psychological issue and you should not be a police officer. That sounds like something a thug or a savage or... <laughs> one of these words they always used to describe black and brown people would do but they never use these words to describe themselves and it what? shows you that media representation is everything because that's why i should say some white you know certain white people believe that like no white person can be bad that can no sure killer 17 year old kid with the assault rifle he was, whatever just a, he was just a little boy says pam bondi he was just a little boy a kid innocently uh, playing with it, a black kid innocently playing with a toy gun versus a white kid yeah. whose mother intentionally drove him with loaded ammunition, real stuff, and he actually <sighs> took two lives. 40 minutes away from his home city, his hometown. 40 minutes away. He's not a little kid. He. He can, if he can purchase an AR-15, if he has an access to an AR-15 or an AK or whatever he has, if he has, if he has access to that gun and he's able to use it, he's not a little kid. He knows exactly what he was doing. Tamir Rice, he was a child, and he was shot two seconds upon that cop coming to that scene. Two seconds. Khalif Broder, rest peacefully was held in Rikers without trial for allegedly stealing a backpack. Oh. Allegedly. And he only was booked and sent to Rikers because he his family couldn't, either they weren't allowed or like they weren't capable to post his bail. He was oh. in solitary confinement for two years straight. Almost the momentary, like after he left prison, he hung himself. Oh, God. 22 <laughs> years old. 
is when he died. They sent him the records at 16 years old. So you're telling me the Kenosha killer at 17 who had intent. What is that's literally the definition of murder. <laughs> Intention is everything. Uh, right. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's us. Uh, it's, it's sickening. It, but it really again, is. media representation. And that's why we have to do better about what we say, what we do, how we show each other, how we speak to each other, how we, how we disagree with each other. It's important to at least monitor what you're saying. And everything that you're saying, you should consider it as something that could, you know, could be spread all over the world. So what do you want to be saying? Do you want to be saying really horrible things? Or do you want to be saying positive things? You know, you have that choice. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a couple of things that I want to leave with. Uh, I told you about the Serial Podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, The the last season of the Serial Podcast, uh, season three of the Serial Podcast, uh, the the host of the show covers uh, different crimes, uh, the court system in, in Cleveland, Ohio. I think it's a very important podcast for people to listen to because it takes you through the judicial system and gives you a really good idea of of how children and uh, adult adults are treated in the court systems and in a in a well known place in the United States of America. You know, Cleveland, Ohio is a well known place, and they they move all you know a, a couple to a couple different places in Ohio. But it's it's very important to listen to. Uh, there's a couple of judges on there. You'll hear and you'll go, oh my gosh, I can't believe that this guy has the authority to send people to prison. He's a, he's, he sounds like Donald Trump. Sounds almost unqualified. What's and the podcast name again? On there. It, it's called The Serial Podcast. The Serial Podcast. And, and all three seasons are really good. The third season of The Serial Podcast is the one I think people should really listen to because it gives you it all. It gives you the raw stuff that you don't see on uh, on Law and Order. It gives you the raw things because it's real people. It's real children. It's real. It's real people's lives and people of color, particularly, uh, and how they're affected by the the court system in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And and furthermore than that, Black Lives Matter. I don't. I think it goes without saying. But I think more white people need to say it because it's important for for everybody to say that. And it doesn't discount the lives of anybody else. It, it shines a light on, pertains directly to a people who has been marginalized in our country and whose lives have been lost for no reasons. And, and, and particularly in the cases of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Tamir Rice, Ahmaud Aubrey, the list goes on and on and on. And, and so many of these people have not gotten the justice that they have deserved. And I justice think that for more them allies justice are necessary for, for the fight for equality. That's my, that's my little, that's my last little thing. <laughs> that's awesome. You're awesome. We'll have many You're conversations. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you. Um, so much of what we talk about all the time I think is relevant and important and and I value every conversation I have with you solid love you man I love you too alright I'll, I'll talk to you soon okay yeah I'll call you and, later and uh 
Yeah, tell uh, tell Dudge I owe him a phone call as well because I have been not, I have not had an opportunity to talk to him in like two weeks. We've so, been uh, like swamped with work. Gotcha. I'm same here. So so tell him what, we will we will link link up soon. Word. All right. Talk to you soon. Good night. Good night. <laughs> wow. Am I right? I told you guys we get into it. I feel like we always get into it on this podcast, but maybe that's why it's, I started it in the first place. Um, one thing I want to correct myself on from earlier in the show is I said that the America has 5% of the world's population and 25%, I forgot to say percent, 25% of people are incarcerated in this country. Yeah. That's fucked up. Um, I also want you guys to take away uh, talking about qualified immunity, educating yourself on it a little more. Obviously, I didn't go into like deep, deep detail, but um, it's something that I think we should all understand and start talking about in a way that applies pressure to the topic um, in a way that we will see change from it. Uh, I hope, you know. Uh, we see that applying pressure does get results. We've seen the NBA do it, and some other leagues, uh, sports leagues, joined in for that strike as well. Things like that is really how we move. Ugh, I mentioned Joe Biden. Uh, I prefer to appeal as neutral, though. The job I gave myself with this is to deliver facts and tell stories. My bias here shouldn't persuade how you vote. I just want you to be active and educated. So I hope you take something away from this to discuss with your friends, lovers, peers, coworkers, strangers, if you're bold enough. I hope you're taking notes to do further research because I don't intend to spoon feed everything, but my goal is to highlight the important stuff and hope you guys will take it and run with it. I do my best to try to fact check myself and listen back because when you're in the midst of a conversation, sometimes you do tend to misspeak. And hearing yourself over again, you know, it's, it's really interesting. But being human, human error, and the human condition is real. So if I get something wrong, if I offend anyone, if I, you know, misspeak on, any, on anything, please let me know respectfully. I would like to be corrected. Um, but also please come correct because I would like you to know what you're talking about. You know, have your facts and sources to, to back up what you're saying, you know. I really like to learn in that sense. Uh, But yeah, so I'll try to do the best that we can. Uh, Moving through this October very rapidly. It's so crazy. Thanks for listening. Again, follow Jarrett, basedinfact.com, and on Instagram at justbasedinfact. He also has his company with his dad, Classic Concrete Incorporated. In addition, please follow the podcast on twitter at sds pods with the s at the end and on instagram at somebody do something underscore thanks for listening take care of yourselves don't forget to drink water (laughs) until next saturday guys peace out